This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from Wee League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to Hustle and Pro. Living in Frisco, Texas, it is so refreshing to talk to someone whose uh, mantra is the way youth sports should be and focusing on good sportsmanship and fun um, for kids and, and families. So Isaiah Rojas, thank you for joining me and welcome to Hustle and Pro. Thank you for having me. I've got a couple quick hit questions first to sort of get to know you and your personal sports interests. So who's your all-time favorite athlete? All-time favorite athlete, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh, love him. Yes. Consistency, right? Yes. Uh, what's your favorite sport to play, personally? Baseball. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Goes along with the Ken Griffey exactly. Jr. there. <laughs> um, is that your favorite sport to watch, also? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, this is a new quick hit question. You're my first guest All right. that I'm asking this to. What's your favorite or some of your favorite sports movies? Ooh, I love sports movies. I mean, the, my favorite sports movie of all time is Field of Dreams. Yes. I love Field of Dreams. I love The Sandlot. I mean, obviously baseball. Right. But So uh, those two are, are, are great. Remember the Titans is a great one. So I would say those three are definitely my, my top. Love Field of Dreams. I've tried to get my kids into it, and they don't get into it as much <laughs> as I want them to. I know. I, I try to know. get my little four-year-old to watch The Sandlot, and he gets a little scared of the beast after yeah. a while. Yeah, so it's intimidating. <laughs> yeah. But it's so, those are such great movies, yes. Um, another, you know, baseball-ish movie, um, A League of Their Own is one of yes, my personal yes, favorites. Yes. Love, love that movie. Um, okay, so I want to learn about you personally and about your professional world in sports, but um, you've happened to make sports a part of your everyday life, right? But I want you to kind of rewind and tell me, you know, how you got to this point. So what was it like for young Isaiah? Um, what did sports look like for you as a kid? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in a very small town in Hollister, California, um, and I went to a very small school in that town, so there's only about 100 kids from kindergarten through eighth grade, so it was a very, uh, very different demographic there. It was uh, a large part of the community was uh, Hispanic that worked in the farms, worked in the orchards, and a large part of the community was the people that owned those farms and orchards and lived kind of in the estates up in the hills. So um, as a young kid, I was, uh, you know, able to participate in all the sports where at the school and played in little league sports, you know, throughout. But um, sports for me was a way to uh, have an identity. I wasn't, um, it kind of gave me a, a sense of pride. It gave me a, a way to um, kind of separate myself a little bit to kind of have my own little identity there outside of sports. So I, I played recreational sports. I played for the school. I played competitively. Um, I played any sport that I can, um, baseball, flag football, soccer, basketball, anything that I can get a, a ball and get around, we played. So in the neighborhood, at school, recess, leagues. But uh, I would say a lot of my youth sports experience was just uh, playing the playground and playing, you know, with kids, you know, not things structured. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you did play, you keep saying for school. So how far into your school, like middle school, high school, um, did you play baseball through high school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In other sports during high school, or were you singled into baseball by then? Um, no, we played. I played multiple sports. Okay. So it's kind of unique because uh, at, at my after my freshman year in high school, my parents decided that uh, a private school would be a better spot for us to go to. Um, so we went to a private Christian school, which really limited my sports ability yeah. there. 
So it was a great experience, but sports-wise, it was kind of a step back, and a, a pretty big step back. So I was able, still able to play uh, football and basketball there, but the baseball, they didn't have a baseball program. Ah. So um, that kind of was a, a kind of a big hit. But I, well, I was that's still a able bummer. To, yeah. yeah. But I played, you know, through high school. And once I got to college, I played college baseball. I continued to play intramurals in college and high school as well. So I was able to still play the different sports, but... I was able to play baseball through college. Where were you playing baseball in college? Uh, La Sierra University, which is uh, Southern California in River, Riverside. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So you played for the school or intramurals or both? Both. Oh, okay. So I played uh, intramurals, basketball, flag football, and soccer, gotcha. and then baseball for the school. Awesome. Yeah. I loved college intramurals. It was so fun. It was so fun. <laughs> I tried to, you know, extend my softball career, well, in soccer and basketball, and uh, college intramurals. And it's just a good time. Like yeah. some of my friends still to this day are some of my intramural friends from, yeah. from you know, sorority life and just college campus life. Yeah. I loved it. And that's one of the things I liked about the high school. They did intramurals too since they didn't have as much competitive sports. So I was able to play intramurals in high school and college. So it was a lot of fun playing with your friends and competing against your friends and teachers and stuff. So it was fun. Yeah. So you extended it farther than most. Um, okay. So what point did you decide to turn sports, kind of that dream job of working in sports and working around sports, into reality for your, your career? Well, um, I originally went to school to be a PE teacher. That was my thought, is I wanted to, to be a teacher. I had great PE teachers when I was growing up, and I loved that, that idea. Um, and then my senior year, I took a sports management class senior in college, and I just loved it. I loved the idea of, uh, I'm, not, I'm not too much of a, you know, in everybody's face front of you know, camera type of person. I like to kind of be in the background a little bit. So I love the idea of being able to kind of create programs and be a part of programs uh, on that background side. So uh, I ended up getting my master's at Cal State Long Beach in sports management. I uh, did a lot of internships, which I really, really loved working for the FC Dallas and in other programs. Or, I mean, not FC Dallas, I'm sorry, the um, LA Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking FC Dallas here, here in Dallas. Yeah, but, uh, yeah our yeah. neighbors here in yeah. Dallas. Worked for the LA Galaxy for a season. Our rival LA I Galaxy. I know, I know. So <laughs> we can talk about that <laughs> a, another day, right? Yeah, it was a season that Beckham came over. No. So that was an exciting oh, season. Oh, that's like the biggest season they've yeah. ever, right? That's yeah, like it was fun. putting them on the on the map, exactly. I guess. Literally, like Beckham just changed. He changed the MLS Ex for He did, it, he did. For eternity. And now you and see more is. of those big names coming over, which is cool. Yeah, still is. Yeah. Ibrahimovic is out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting more. They're, yeah. they're still coming and going. Um Awesome. So you so you had your master's. I think sports management is, you were kind of ahead of the curve. I feel like there's so many young people coming out of college now with that degree, not a master's like you did, but man, it is just more and more yeah, it's prevalent. it's very saturated. Yeah, there's it a is. lot of people that are, and there's a lot of programs then, which is great. At the time when I was in California, there was Cal State Long Beach and there was uh, San Francisco State, and that was really the two that I kind of had to choose from. So, but now, I mean, there's undergraduate, there's tons of different, you know, community colleges are offering programs, yeah. which is great, but it is. there's just a lot more. But it's hard to get those jobs. <laughs> it's a lot harder. You mentioned intern internships. That's the name of the game. You yeah. got to find anything you can to get in the door, right? Yeah. If you're trying to work for a team um, or a firm or something like that, it's a, it's a tough path, but I yeah. bet it's fun. So you had all those experiences with teams and different things like that. And now you are the business owner here in Frisco or this area mm -hmm. of I-9 Sports, right? Yeah. So tell me how, you know, when did that happen and how did that come into play for you? Yeah. So um, while, I was, while I was doing my master's, I was working for um, an Indian reservation, actually. They owned a private sports complex. 
and it was they're just barely building it. They hired me on as a sports director straight out of college. So it was kind of a cool, you know, introduction job. So I worked there for about six years, running the complex, baseball and football complex, as well as their parks and rec division for a while. Um, worked for Big League Dreams in California, just kind of around sports the, the entire time. But I was just noticing that, that my time with uh, sports, whether it was youth sports or adult sports, I was um, dealing with a lot more conflict than I was comfortable with. Uh, on multiple occasions, you know, uh, having to break up adult fights, having to break up uh, fights, you know, at a, at a youth kids game or even an adult game. And, and just kind of, I loved being around sports, I loved the participation in sports, but just didn't like all the things that was coming with it. And uh, just randomly, I got an email about a position for I-9 Sports in Honolulu, Hawaii. I've never heard of I-9 Sports before and thought, yeah, I'll apply for a job in Hawaii. Why wouldn't I? And then a month later, I, was, I got the job and I was flying out to Hawaii to, to work for this company. So um, I, I flew out there, again, not having any experience with them, just knowing kind of what they're about and uh, kind of got sold from the training that I went to that they sent me to in Florida. And uh, I mean, just fell in love with it. It was the first time that my passion for sports aligned with the impact that sports was having with these with these kids mm -hmm. and that and those programs over there, and kind of the philosophy lined up. Um, and I just I just really loved it. I, I worked there for three years, uh, running their sports program, which is one of the nation's largest online sports franchises, that the Honolulu branch there. Okay, wow. And uh, running that not um, a, not a bad place to have that. Yeah, game. yeah. So we, you know, my family loved it. We had our first son out there, me and my wife. Aww. So um, so Hawaii holds a close place in our hearts for sure. But um, after three years, I, I was uh, I just felt like you know this is something I want to do for a long time, and I uh, wanted to come back to the states and start my own franchise. And uh, there was actually a previous owner here in Frisco that was uh, had an iron sports franchise, and kind of just worked out to where we were looking to come back, and she was looking to sell. And we met. I came out to Frisco in one February, a couple of years, you know, 2015 now or 16. Okay. And then uh, signed papers and moved out in the middle of August Man, when did, it was so hot. <laughs> did you know back then, like, what you were getting into as far as a sports city? Oh, no, not at all. I, I, you, picked, you picked quite a market, right? <laughs> yeah. Once I realized, you know, this, the demographic and then, you know, I remember reading the Sports Illustrated articles. It was Frisco, Texas was the number one place for youth sports. I was like, wow, this is going to be a very interesting place to, yeah. to come to. So Definitely have some potential here, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I know enough about I-9 to know it's a, like a fantastic foundation for young people and learning sports, but... I love the component about the good sportsmanship and things like that. So tell me, um, like, what does I-9 excel, excel the most at? Like, what is your kind of the main foundation that, that you want people to know if they haven't already learned about it? Yeah, so we are a recreational league. That's, that's, that's who we are. That's who we want to market to. That's who we want to be. Uh, we're not really a highly competitive type of program. Not that I have a preference of one or the other. I played highly competitive baseball and, and you know, through as a kid and going through growing up. But um, there's just a lot of kids that aren't looking for that kind of sports experience and a lot of families as well. So for us, we are a recreational sports program that focuses on the fun and sportsmanship and the recreational side of sports. So it's a one day a week program where parents get to practice and play on the same day. So for parents who have multiple kids or have busy schedules, you know, we, we kind of fit that, 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 that need for them where their kids can still get involved in sports, still benefit from sports without committing to three to five days it a week taking of practice over your life. and, and right. all your weeknights, you know, at the fields or at the gyms or whatever. Yeah. And I think um, there's a time and place for that. Oh, if for you sure. get to that, if, when, mm -hmm. if and when you get to that level, 
but it's not everybody's going to get to that level. And when you're younger, right, what's most of the age group that you're working with? So we start with kids as young as three Uh and we go up to age 14. But I would say the majority of kids in our program are in that seven to 10 range. Okay. Yeah. But by the time you're aged out of kind of your program sweet spot, that's the point when you want to go... You should be going, okay, let's make some some sacrifices and let go of a few more of our weeknights and family time and that kind of thing. It shouldn't be when they're six. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, as a, as a parent, it just shouldn't take over your family's whole schedule. Yeah. I mean, I've been guilty of it some. We, we juggle a few sports here and there, but we try to focus one sport season at a time. But, um, like, when we talk about that uh, on your site, I was, talk, I was looking at this parent creed or mantra or I don't know pledge maybe that you guys put on there and I don't have it memorized or anything but I urge people to go look at it but I love it because it talks about how like the bottom line we want kids to walk away after this game is to have them had fun Mm -hmm. it is not and it should not be about just the win Um, I think parents get so caught up in that win um, winning that you lose sight of the fact that these young people just need to enjoy what they're doing so that mm-hmm. they come back and do it again and again. Yeah. And they and don't have bad memories. As right? adults, we're, we're results oriented. When we talk to our kids about sports, I mean, I did the same thing. My dad did the same thing to me as, hey, how's the game? Who won? How'd you do? And those are the questions that we ask. We, we want to know the results. Yeah. Instead of, you know, hey, did you have fun? Anything exciting happened? You know, uh, that kind of stuff, kind of open-ended questions that allow the kids to kind of express what, what happened that day, or, hey, I got the tryout quarterback today, or, you know, I made my first basket, or whatever the case might be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with our programs, what we talk to our parents and our coaches about a lot is, you know, focus on the things that you can control. You can control their effort. You can control their sportsmanship or attitude that they display on the field. Uh, the outcome of the games, the, the performance, you know, they're not always going to put up 20 points. They're not always going to win the games, but they can always have great effort. They can always have great sportsmanship while they're there. So if those are the things that we focus on, they're always going to be successful. They're going to want to play for a long time. They're going to have fun. Those, that's, that's why kids play. It's because it's fun. I, I can't tell you how many times working for I-9 Sports and working for other organizations where um, coaches and parents are, are you know, coming up to me, they're coming up to the table and complaining about the ref or complaining about the outcome and yeah. complaining about this. And the two teams that are just got done competing are over there at the park playing a little pickup game, playing tag, you know, yeah. The kids are fine usually, right? They're ready to go for the next game. They're, they're, you know, the game's over. They won. They lost. And, you know, there's going to be times where their kids got bummed out or whatever, but they get over it pretty quickly. It's usually the adults that are kind of, you know, upset about the results and upset about that thing. The adults hold on to it tighter than the kids, the Mm -hmm. outcomes. And like you said, we're trying, we're, unfortunately, that's just sort of how we're trained (laughs) to think of it. But I do, I think it's like a big responsibility for us as parents and organizers of sports. And, you know, I'm sure you've coached plenty along the way or or your kids, same here. Um, But it's a responsibility to shift that and remind them that, or, or show them that there's so much more to it than just who won at the end of the game. There's so much, you know, the journey and the experience and the friendships and the good sportsmanship and the respect and those kinds of things. Um, I want to ask you, so when um, I saw a study about how like 84% of youth athletes wanted to quit a team or did quit their team. And when, and the reasoning was the top ranked reasoning was that it just wasn't fun. Also that they had some teammates that were mean. And then the other was too many practices or it interfered too much with personal life. And, um, that makes me sad, first of all, the, the part about the mean teammates, but it's real life. I mean, 
you're lucky if you get on a team where every single person gets along all the time. Yeah. The more you got to work together, the more things can rub and it's hard. How do you guys kind of combat that and, and encourage the nice side of having a teammate? Yeah, well, you know, we try to do a couple things to allow the kids to have fun. And, and when you ask, you know, there's a study by the Aspen Institute that uh, asks, you know, why kids enjoy sports or why they're not enjoying sports. And like you said, coaches, teammates, playing time, those things really matter. So for our programs, we allow for coach requests and buddy requests. So if you have a friend that you want to play with as a three-year-old and get them, you know, comfortable to be out there, kids love playing with their friends. And so right. allowing that makes kids feel more comfortable. They have more fun. They enjoy themselves more. Same thing if there's a coach that they really like um, or if it's a, whether it's their parent or just another parent. So those kind of things really do help when you feel comfortable with the kids you're playing with as well as the coaches that you're playing with. The other thing that we do is we, in all of our rule books for all of our sports at all of our ages, require at least minimum 50% playing time for every player during the game. And then we try to really encourage equal playing time as much as possible. Sometimes it's not always possible. Mm -hmm. you got eight kids in a basketball game. You're going to have some kids that play a little yeah. more. Yeah, and that's hard to manage yeah. perfectly. Yes, yeah. but as much as possible, we try to really encourage that with our coaches and with our staff to make sure that we're monitoring that, that kids get that playing time and they get an opportunity to play because that's why they play. Is they, That's why they're practicing. That's why they want to you know, join the sport is to play in the game. And so we want to make sure that the, those kids get those opportunities, whether – it's a three-year-old playing for the very first time or a 14. We get a lot of 14-year-olds that play in our program that are playing sports for the very first time or playing a new sport for the first time. Mm. You know, they're, they're very competitive baseball players, mm -hmm. but they've never, you know, tried basketball. So they can play with us. They can feel like they're not, you know, 15 years behind as yeah. a 14-year-old. That's and, a good And they point. can really enjoy themselves. It's and we get a lot of kids that... Training ground. For yeah, yeah. You know, because playing multiple sports is so beneficial. Um, I, I played um, baseball for and travel leagues for a long time and it, it was it, it, it wore on me mm -hmm. to where as I, when I got to, yeah too. when I got I mean, to college I was I was beat I remember games in the outfield or in, at shortstop where I couldn't get set because my back was hurting so much and just because you know my arm was hurting so much and uh, so playing multiple sports really benefits kids and so one of the things that we try to do is encourage that participation in sports and so we'll get a lot of teams that play travel or competitive soccer we had an all-girls soccer team that played flag football with us a couple of seasons ago. Oh, that fun. was a lot of fun. Yeah. And they were good. They beat my team pretty badly <laughs> that season. But um, More and more girls in Frisco are playing on yeah. football teams up through middle school. Yeah. yeah. And we have an all-girl basketball team that plays with us right now in our 8- to 10-year-old basketball division. And, you know, it's just so fun to see them compete and see them have fun and, and – uh, you know, that for them, it's just about fun because this isn't their main sport, right? Right. So they, don't have to, they don't have as much pressure from the parents or the coaches the that pressure. they might yeah. have, you know, in the other sports that they're more focused on. The, the not, the, taking the pressure off is, is key yeah. for the young, you know, the younger they are because, well, they're going to, the older they get, they feel that pressure and a lot of them put it on themselves. But mm -hmm. um, our daughter tried out and made a middle school basketball team this year and really never played. And um, it's kind of nice, though. It's definitely not a first-choice sport, mm -hmm. but it's kind of nice because on game day, happens to be today, when she leaves in my car at school, I get to say, I'll see you at, at the gym tonight at 5. Have fun. Like, there's no pressure yeah. because she's not supposed to be that good at it. It's not like a main thing. Yeah, None of yeah. us are expecting anything. When the expectations are set correctly, the, the youth athlete tends to be able to have fun yeah. more. Right. Yeah. And that starts with the parents and the coaching. Yeah. And that's what's going to allow a kid to play for a longer period of time is when they're having fun throughout the entire process. And, 
yeah, you might you might find a sport that you are really interested in, and you kind of you know as a parent or you know you kind of guide your kids through that sport. My, I'll probably guide my four year old through baseball yeah. a little bit more, but I'll you know when he plays the other sports, I'll definitely be you know supportive as well. But um, you know as we're as we're kind of pushing our kids through the, to play sports and stuff, we really want to make sure that we're you know encouraging them to just enjoy the whole process. You know, for a lot of the kids that play, you know, like you said, eighty four percent of kids are going to drop out or thinking of dropping out. I read a stat that uh, has 70% of kids drop out by the age of 13 before they hit seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So for all these kids, you know, up until 13, 14 years old, this is their sports career. This is their experience that they're going to look back on. Yeah. For some of us, we were lucky enough to have high school memories yeah. or college memories or yep. even fewer of us that have, you know, fewer of not me, but other people that have pro memories. That's awesome. But for these kids, this is going to be their sports experience. So we want them to look back and say, hey, I remember my first touchdown. I remember this coach. I remember this game. You know, I remember this experience. They're never going to remember the the outcome of a you know the third game of the season when they were 15, right. you know twelve years old right. who won who lost but they'll remember yeah I remember that one game when I threw a touchdown that was my first touchdown pass that was really the cool. feeling they got yeah, from that and yeah. that's the things that that they're going to take with them that that confidence builder the you know yep. um, the building blocks yeah, yeah. exactly those are and now you we mentioned want to focus like on. when kids kind of bail early I think um, a lot of that is I see that around here that I think families push to a competitive level too early hmm. prior to that age 13, I think is what you said. But I just see it so often, a, a good athlete in a specific sport. And it is, it is enticing as a parent to go, Ooh, you know, my, my nine-year-old's really good out there yeah, we can in the infield. Let's, let's push and push. And then guess what? By age 12, eh, he's kind of over, yeah, they got over it, right? <laughs> For whatever reason, it makes me sad. I see it all the time. But I have a question. So, what were you an outfielder? Is that what you said? I was a, I was I played outfield, but mostly shortstop. That was shortstop. my main position. Okay, yeah. so middle infielder. Mm -hmm. So, what happens when your your uh, boy goes and starts playing baseball and doesn't isn't feeling it? Like, what are you just kind of gonna let him figure it out and then pick whatever he finds and enjoys the most for him, or do you feel like you'll hold on to that baseball dream and keep him in longer? I hope he plays baseball and he enjoys it. And he does right now. So I'll try to encourage it, you know, as much as possible to keep it fun for him. So to play in backyard baseball, just throwing the ball to him and stuff like that, having fun. But if he decides that, hey, I like soccer or I like this or I like that, um, I mean, I want him to, to benefit from sports. And sports can change a kid's life. I, I grew up as a first-generation Mexican-American, and um, sports gave me an identity. It gave me confidence. It was able to, to kind of allow me to feel like I'm not different than everyone else that I was growing up with. So it can, you know, it can truly change a kid's life. And um, I talk that, I tell it to my that coaches that play within our programs. And every once in a while we get up, we see experiences like that where, you know, kids are really going to benefit from that. So I hope he plays sports. I hope he plays baseball. If he doesn't, if he decides that, you know, there's another sport that he wants to do, I just want to make sure that he stays active, stays engaged, and, and you know can benefit as long as possible for that. If he has the skills to take him far, awesome. I'll be with there with him the entire time. Yep. But um, regardless I, I, of what avenue that yeah, that is, right? For me, I was very personally driven. I was a kid who, as an eight-year-old, you know, would would not you know hit hit all of his baskets that day or not get you know, went three for four and be mad that for right. that fourth at bat. And not all kids are like that. Right. So if he's like that, then I'll try to, you know, keep him positive. Yeah. But if he's not, then I'll try to make sure that we're just kind of making sure he's enjoying the process. So hopefully yeah. he does, but I'll, I'll try to support him. I'm the same way. Um, I love dabbling in as many sports as you can while you're little. Yeah. We're about to hit 
age 10 for our youngest and man, he brags about how many things he's tried. Um, <laughs> some have stuck right and some haven't. And that's great. I hope he continues to dabble in as much as he wants. And we learned a new sport lacrosse at age, I don't know, maybe my, maybe 11, I don't know, 12. And that's hard jumping into a new yeah. sport, like you said. But um, like you said, as long as there's something attached to something, I don't personally need it to be my sport so yeah. much as just something. You know who Abby Wambach is? Yes. Right. So when she was inducted into the National Soccer Hall of Fame this past, it was October, September or October of 2019, she was here. And um, I asked her, like, looking back and talking to the youth athletes, especially around here in, in a city like ours, like, what's her advice? And, you know, she says, it's, you're not going to be what I am. You're not going to, chances are, you're not going to be an Olympic gold medalist exactly. and, and play on a, on a national level team, you know, like she does. But she said, her advice is just be a part of a team. Make a difference in a group. Find a group of people. They hold you accountable. You know, it pushes you to be better. Even if that's at a very low level of a team, just be part of that that group. Because there's so many benefits from that. I mean, I have friends still that I played with Little League Baseball when I was seven, eight years old that I'm still friends with. Coaches that I f that followed up with me and I checked in with and um, that, you know, are, are you know, almost like family to me, you know, almost like father figures to me. So... Yeah, just the benefits of being a part of a team, the, the sportsmanship traits that you learn, the perseverance and all those things, it's so beneficial. There's um, so many good things that come from it. And, uh, you know, it's just, it saddens me to think that there are some that um, are seeing the negative side of it as youth sports kind of becomes more adult sport and like professional sport-like. So, you know, you know, like I said, I have, I love competitive sports. I want the kids in our programs to play as hard as they can and, and do their very best. But at the end of the day, you know, whether they won or lost that game or did great or didn't, did they have fun? Did they enjoy themselves? And that's the thing that's going to keep them coming back. Right. One last topic I have question for you. Are you a Rangers fan slash Rough Riders? I am from the Bay Area, so uh -huh. I'm a Giants fan. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I love, I love my Bay Area teams. But, yeah, I've gone to a lot of Rough Riders games. We love going to the stadium. Okay. My little boy spends more time in the, in the playground than he does watch, yeah. letting me watch the game. But uh, we do love going to the Rough Riders games. Once he gets maybe a little older, he'll, yeah. he'll sit. Um, so we're at lots of Rough Riders games, mm -hmm. our family. We love going there. And it's so nice and convenient in yeah. our own little backyard. And we don't make the Arlington Drive too much. It'll be interesting to see if that changes now with the, uh, yeah, they got the AC. Roof now. Yep. Yeah, the roof. I am excited to get out there and just sort of see what it mm -hmm. feels like and looks like. So we'll for sure get out there a little bit. But And then what about FC Dallas? I know you worked yeah. for the Galaxy, but are you an FC Dallas fan now? I would say I'm probably more of an FC Dallas fan than anything else. I've never okay. been a big soccer fan. Uh, I played a lot of baseball, basketball, and football. But I did play soccer just to you know, kind of have fun. But, but you worked um, for an MLS team, yeah, right? So you yeah. have at so least I, a working knowledge of yeah, exactly. the inside of it. Yeah. So uh, when I was there, I loved watching. You know, I loved being a part of the games and stuff. But I go to a lot more FC Dallas games now. So I kind of will, will follow them and see how they're doing more often than any other team. We love FC Dallas games, too. Yeah, they're yeah. fun. Anybody who knows me or listens to this podcast much, that's uh, that's kind of our our main sport here locally is um, attending, anyway, sports. Of course, we'll watch anything on TV. But... Um, FC Dallas and Rough Riders games. Yeah, go to a lot of Legends games. I, I like the Legends, yeah. Legends games are fun. Yeah, I forgot. Yes, that's yeah. where we're in right now, too. Yeah. I guess I'm just kind of have soccer fever right now because <laughs> um, the FC Dallas season just kicked off literally a couple days into a practice mm -hmm. season. And um, so a lot of exciting trade talk um, just 
made a trade announcement with a Liga MX player that's kind of going to be kind of a game changer for FC Dallas. So I'm in soccer mode right now. Nice. And then baseball is right behind it know, with season wait. starting in the <laughs> spring. So um, all fun things. So speaking of, um, I'm guessing enrollment for I-9 is sort of a revolving seasonal enrollment process, right? Where yeah, parents we, can go find that out on online. How, how do they do that? Exactly. We, we play winter, spring, summer, and fall. Any any season that you want to, you know, join a, a sports program, we're going to have at least four or five sports going. So we'll have volleyball, basketball, flag football, soccer, uh, t-ball. We have a multi-sport program for little kids that can play um, two weeks of soccer, two weeks of baseball, two weeks of football to kind of try it out, oh, cool. see what they like. So it's great. A sampler platter. Yeah, a little, cool. little sampler for the kids to kind of try out a couple different sports and kind of choose the one that they enjoy the most. So, but yeah, we're always um, in season or getting ready for a new one. We just started our uh, winter program, but we're going to be, you know, getting geared, things geared up for spring very soon after that. So, yeah, whenever you guys are ready to join, we're always looking. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And the site is, website is? www.i9sports.com. So it's the letter I, number nine, mm, sports.com. Yes. Yeah. I, like yeah. I, letter I, yep. I9 Sports. Okay, so go check that out. And if your parents are guardians of any young or future young athletes um, in this area. And so thanks, Isaiah. Thanks for jumping in here in the studio, talking to me. And no problem. Thank filling you for me the opportunity. in on, on your story. I love it. Um, so I'll see you at a FC Dallas Rough Riders <laughs> Legends game one, one of these of days. Yes. <laughs> So go check out I-9 Sports online, and while you're at it, if you're listening to this, go ahead and subscribe to Hustle & Pro on iTunes so you can get notified when our new episodes publish.